Hey everybody, this is Jr. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and in this episode, we're going to be doing some random things and talking about motivation, what motivates you and stuff, but I also going to make this story time, okay? I like doing story time, give you a little bit of feedback about me, a little history about me. Let me tell you something, a long time ago, does what that needed to do and it did then I noticed another person who was successfully wealthy he had an he had an old um, Android an old Samsung it wasn't broke but he was wealthy you know what I mean but we but we we as regular people we, we got to have the newest phone we got to go broke trying to get the newest phone hustle up to get the newest phone gotta get the newest phone the newest phone yeah that doesn't work just remember that Okay? Also, never quit your day job while conquering the world. Society says, society always tells you when you watch on Shark Tank and stuff, they always say, well, why didn't you quit your job? It don't seem like you're being focused on your business. Yeah, you can focus on your business and still maintain your job. As long as you're able to do both, you got to learn how to prioritize everything. You got to put things in context and put things in priority. You got to be able to work in the priorities by doing things. Principle is the amount of money and capital that you put together. You gotta be able to do that, okay? Your priorities. And also, remember this time is money. Money is time. Wasting time is wasting money. So when you're doing your business, that's time. Put value to that. I give four hours of, I do two hours every day in my business. That's two hours that I gotta get paid. Write down, write down pay. Always make sure your pay is minimum wage. Don't make sure your pay is like $34 an hour. Make sure it's minimum. Reason why I say minimum, so that so that you can also put money back into your business. Pay yourself first. You're the first employee starting your own business. Then work your way up. Don't just start your business and not pay yourself. Because how are you going to pay your cell phone bill? How are you going to put gas in your car? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to pay this and that? If you're just going head into a business. Some people just want to go head in. No, have a job. Because if you got a job on the side, well then you ain't got to pay yourself. Because you got a job. Where are you working? And you're still doing your business. But I still pay myself. Even though, uh, even though I have a full-time job. Even though I have a job, I still pay myself because that's my time. Time is money. Money is time. You're wasting time, you're wasting money. And the older you get, the, the shorter your time is to make money. And the shorter your time to have money. Because you gotta be able to priority. If you're in your 30s, if you're in your 20s, opportunities now, you need to start making money. If you're in your 30s, your time is now. Making money. If you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, you got a shorter lifespan to make money. Because what are you going to do? You're going to work until you're like 90? You don't want to do that. 
You want to be able to relax and live comfortable. So stop, prioritize, reevaluate your time. Time management is what I'm talking about. Evaluate your time management. When I say do that, put your time into perspective. Because your key to success is all about time management. How you evaluate your time. Okay? Now let's begin. This is story time. Long time ago, I used to be, I used to work for this company. I used to work for this, I used to work for this company. And this company was a great company. I was a telemarketer. At that time, I worked for a company, and I, and it was a company that worked for Sears and Robux. Oh, talking about that, how long that was. Not Sears Corporation, Sears and Robux. It was a call center. We did Sears and Robux, we did Montgomery Wards, and we did JCPenney's, and we did um, Kmart. Back then, it was, yeah, it was Kmart. You know, and that's what we did. It was a call center. We took in orders. People, people call us with something about their order, and we would take their order in the old computers and stuff. My computer at the time was an old um, Texas Instrument and an old IBM, amber screen, green screen, black with green screen thing. Yeah, and then we just pop up, and it was easy, user-friendly. User interface, it was real easy to type in and say, can I get your account number? You type in their account number, and you, and you say that to me one more time real slow, and you can look them up, and it pops up, oh, here you are. Oh, so how can I help you? And you just start typing in what they want, oh. And you go, just one moment, click, 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 and you go to another. And, you, and it pops up and it takes a minute. Go, can you give us a minute? Because you're on dial-up. At the time, it was nothing faster. It was just dial-up. Dial-up was the fastest. And he said, give us a couple of minutes. It's taking a little bit of time. And dial-up came along in there. And you're looking up their orders. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's at the warehouse. It says here it's at the warehouse and it's being shipped. Yes, your order's being shipped. It's at the warehouse. Yes, and we're sending it out. Oh, no, there's a, a backlog on that. Yeah, that's why. Your order is being backlogged. So uh, once it comes in, it, we will send, we'll send you a letter in the mail, and that's where I work for. I stayed there for about six months. That was a summer job for me, six months. And then I went back to school. While I was in school, while I was in school, I had this part-time, I had this full-time job. I was in high school and had a full-time job. I worked at night. I worked at graveyard shift at this company. Basically what I did was I sorted junk mail. I stood there for eight hours sorting junk mail. Standing there, sorting junk mail. I got off school bus, went home, changed clothes, hopped on the mass transit, went all the way down to the spot where the bus goes halfway, and I had to walk down this long hill up into this cave. And this building was in there. And that's what I did. And I stood there and it was and I sorted doc and I sorted um, junk mail. I sorted bulk junk mail. And I made pretty good money. At the time I made minimum wage. And I got a nice little check. I got a nice little check. You know, I would work my hours and that I worked, I would work, I would work normally. We normally do like five hours. But sometimes I would do eight hours. I would do nine hours. One time I did ten hours. I did ten hours because we needed some extra help. They needed some extra help. And then when like Friday come, I would actually work until early Saturday morning, like around 10 o'clock in the morning. Still sorting mail. After I got off of school Friday, I went to work that night, early Saturday morning. I was, I mean, I was tired. I did that for, I did that for a long time. I did it for about a year doing that. Almost a, almost a year during school and then summer break and stuff. You know, I did that and easy money. You know, I did that. I liked it. Great job. It taught me some valuable lessons that I needed to learn. 
It taught me about time management. It taught me about being on time at work. Because at the time I was a young kid, so I didn't have the the, um, the ability to grasp. But I knew that I wanted money. Because my mom, my mother said this. My mom and dad always said this. If you want, if you want something, you gotta go get it yourself. I'm not buying it. You want some nice shoes. You want some nice shoes. Go buy it yourself. You want to sit. You want a pager. At that time, that's when it was. That time I'm dating my age. If you want a pager, you better go buy it yourself. So I had to go and hustle and go buy it myself. So that's what I did. I worked and I hustled. And I did that. I did that. And it, it taught me. It taught me valuable lessons about employers and stuff. But when I got into the military, they taught me something about employers. Companies don't care about you. If you're not there, say you get mad and say, I quit. Guess what? That company will just hire someone else to fill your slot. That's what they do. They'll fill, some, they'll fill your slot up real quickly. Your time slot will get filled up quickly. They'll find someone else who will want to work. Because I mean, in the day and age of technology, in the day and age of society, there's someone out there looking for a job. And if you and you get mad and decide, I want to quit because you didn't like the way the boss treated you, and it happens, you will automatically, someone else will find you. I remember I worked at I worked at another company. I worked for an industrial company making. I was we sold um, manufacturing equipment like you know backhoes, excavators, rental. It was a rental place. Backhoes and everything. It says Think Green, and that was a company. It was Sunbelt. That was the first time I ever in my life got fired from a job. I had never been fired from a job. I've always got laid off. I've always either. I off or I quit because I found something better. I found something better and I moved on. But that company there, he fired them, the boss fired He just, he didn't like me. And he didn't like me because of I was I was military. That was why I was military. Yeah. He didn't care about me being in the Marine Corps. He didn't care about me having my my service to my country, my volunteering, my service to my country. He didn't care about my DD-214. Because when I first walked in for the job, because I saw the ad in the paper, and I went in there, and I brought my DD-214, bought a copy of it, had the original, bought a copy, stood there and did the interview and stuff. He's, he's like, okay, what's this? Oh, it's my DD-214. Okay, well, what's that for? I'm going to let you know. I don't care. I'm looking for someone who want to work. So, so you're in the military. Big deal. I didn't join. So what's they gotta do about me? And he was just he just took that personally. But he just had issues. He had issues. But he later, I found out later, me moving on to another good job that really cared about the military. I found out that he ended up getting fired. Because a guy who worked for the franchise owner, he was a cousin of the franchise owner of that of that Sunbelt company. That Sunbelt division, he was a franchise owner. Cousin came there. He had he wanted to come there and just not say I'm I'm the, that's my uncle and stuff and the family owns it. Nope. He went in, got the job, and that guy was treating him bad. He treated all young boot employees bad. He ragged them, he dogged them, he made them do all the dog work for everybody else. Nah, don't help him. Let him do it by himself. He needs to learn how to do it by himself. So he told his uncle. Uncle came there and said. That guy right there, you, you're treating him 
you ever treating him bad? He said, oh, no. He was all like, no, no. Why? He's working. I'm not treating him bad. Uh, he's doing a good job. Oh, he's good. He's a good employee. That's not what he says. And he's like, it's not what he says. He says, you're treating him bad. Well, he's lying. Well, I don't think he's lying. He says, well, how do you know that? He said, that's my nephew. Well, you're fired. And, and he was just a yard person, like I did. He was a yard man. Basically, well, all he did was, all he was supposed to do, a yard person's job is to, when the trucks come in with, with, the, with the vehicles, he offloads the trucks, offloads the vehicles, backhoes, bobcats, booms, scissor lifts, he takes them off, he goes over, he holds them down, he cleans them out, scrubs them down, cleans them, he checks them, he, mark, he looks around, checking to see if anything major dents on them or anything. He looks at the, the timer on it. Because every, every machine has a timer. Tells you how many hours that they used it and stuff. And then he logs it. And he do, he did his job really well. From what I knew, because I would always, I knew the employees. We were real tight. And, and, I, and I always come by and say hi to him and stuff. And he was always, he did his job really well. Because he wanted to work. And he said, and he wanted to work. But he didn't want to. He didn't want his uncle to give him a handout. He wanted to be a, he didn't want a handout. He wanted a hand up. He didn't want his uncle to go in and say just, he got jobs. He wanted him to get the job on his own merits, his own accord, so he did that. And it made him feel accomplished because he told it, like he said, like I, when I talked to him, he said, yeah, I told my mom to tell, tell my uncle that I want a job at his, you know, at his, you know, shop. Just, but I don't want him to put in a good word. I just want to, you know, if there's an opening, let me know. And there was. That was my job. And he took it. And he, excellent. Excellent guy. Guy rose up to management because he had that desire. The reason I'm telling you this story, because I'm going to make it short, is that the simple thing about my story is this. I worked good job. That was the only, like I said, that was the only job I got fired. Every job that I ever had, I always gave up. 200% of what I did. I don't give 100%, I gave 200%. Reason being, because the Marine Corps says, you don't do 100, do 200. Marine Corps always taught me this. Let's run a race. You're running a race. And there's the finish line. What do you want to be? You want to come in first, second, or third? And you sit there and say, well, as long as I finish, okay. As long as you finish. Marine Corps says, you want to be first. Because if you're second, you're seeing the person, you're seeing the person in front. You're seeing the first, you're seeing the person who's first, they're, you're, seeing their, you're seeing their butt. And if you're third, guess what you see? Second and first is butt. So you don't want to see nobody's butt but, but first. But your own. Nobody's butt at all but yours. Hitting the front line, hitting the finish line. So always try to be first. That means always do 200%, not 100, 200. When you give 200% to your job, your employers will see that. And they will recognize that. When you do, when you have your side hustle, give 200% to your side job. If you're doing a hustle on a side job, making some internet money, making some e-commerce money, 200%, not 100, 200. Because when you see at the end of that, end of that tunnel, the end of the light, you'll see your fruits of your labor. And the fruits of your labor will be the amount of money that you make. Because when you do 200%, you'll get 200% in that payroll into your pocket. And that 200% of money will be yours. Not 100% money. Not 50%, not 25%, but 200%. Do that. Be successful, but push yourself. It's like you've never been pushed before. Because you got to push yourself on days you don't want to be pushed. Success is measured by what you do. And that was my story time right there on that. 
that was a little bit of story time about me and the job. I love that call center job. That was a really cool job. But the funnest job was because it was me, my friend, me, my best friend, and all and my other all, all my, me, my best friend, and her best friend. And we were all friends. We all worked there. So I knew people. And I worked with Sorty Mel. We were all standing there, Sorty Mel. We had they played pool. I brought my little radio, set my radio there. Yeah, that's old that's how old I was. I didn't know smartphones or nothing like that. That was time, you know, pages and stuff. We all had pages because we all bought pages because we had the money. You know, we lived I bought nice clothes, I lived I ate good, you know, I worked good. I, I, I showed up to work. I was there on time. Had a time had a punch time card. Had a time card. You punch in. That's how old school it was. Yeah, and then I will take a punch out punch out for my lunch. And, you know, and my lunch at the time was I had hot dogs and a, I had hot dogs and a loaf of bread. I was just, I was just being, I was being so frugal. And I had a two liter of, two liter of best soda. That's the Midwest. If you're in the Midwest, I had best soda or sometimes I would have always save a best choice. Fruit punch or, fruit punch or, 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 or pineapple or orange flavored soda. And I would have a two liter then, and I had a little cup, and I would just pour me some, and I, and I had that for my lunch, and some bologna, and some hot dogs that I boiled at home before I went to work, because I would, you know, make sure I had stuff like that so I could eat, because you gotta eat, you don't want to work on empty stuff, because you're standing there, sweat, you know, and stuff, and you know, and then I go and I time out, and I take all that stuff home, and I had a big old grocery bag. I had a big old plastic grocery bag. Everything was in a plastic grocery bag. I didn't have a backpack at the time, because I didn't, I, I, was, I was being cheap. Trying to live as cheap as I could to make a maximize my profit. That's what I was doing. Trying to maximize my profits, and that's what I was doing. Being very, being very pinky on my money. I say that because if you want to become successful and you want to start your business, you gotta cut corners. You gotta think cheap. If you, oh, here's an example. Say you want the newest cell phone. Say the newest cell phones out already, right? The newest iPhones out, the newest, um, and newest Androids out, Samsung. But you can't afford it because it's this much money. Well, go look around and see if you can find a pre, see if you can find a used one that's actually working. Got a couple scratches, but it's still good phone. Hey, it ain't brand new, but it's new to you. That's the key. Think about that. It's new to you. Use it as you bought it. Success is you bought it. And then whatever you normally would have spent on a phone, 900, 800, 1,000, 1,500, 1,500 for a phone, and you bought it for say, let's say your phone cost say 1,200, but you found it used for 400. So you take 400 and 1,200, you know, it's gonna leave you $800. That's $800 you just saved. You saved yourself eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred bucks. So the eight hundred dollars that you would have spent on that phone, you put that into, you put that in, you save that, and you use that money, and you start, you start flipping it. Start, start getting yourself in your business. Start putting yourself in your business. Self comes first. Business starts first. Self comes first. Start with yourself. Prioritize everything. If you want to have money. You want to make money. You have money. Always put money in your pocket. I, my grandmother always told me, my grandmother told me this, and I want to leave this with you. You want to have a best friend that'll never leave you? Put money in your pocket. Put money in your wallet. I always say, put money in your wallet and keep it there. That's your best friend. He'll never leave you. 
but it'll always help you in a time of need. That's money. Do that. Okay? Think about that. I keep money in my wallet. I keep money in my cell phone. Because my cell phone has a pocket in it. I keep money in there. I keep money in my backpack. I keep money in my pocket. My wallet, my pocket, my cell phone, my backpack. I keep money always on me. Why? Because you never know when you need to pay it forward. And always, do me a favor. Always, do this. When you want to make your, when you want to feel good about yourself, you keep confident something, pay it forward. You want a cup of coffee and a sandwich? You want a cup of coffee and a sandwich? Sure. Be right back. Go in there. You can buy a cup of coffee. How do you like your coffee? Cream and sugar? They say, yeah, sure. Uh, you like it real sweet or not too sweet? Oh, not too sweet? Okay, I'll make it not too sweet. Boom. You go get him a, get him a large cup of coffee and you go buy him a nice little sandwich. Little sandwich. Come out and hand him the sandwich and hand him the coffee and say, there you go. You paid it forward. You didn't give him cash, but you fed him. See? Give him, you know, how you say it? You didn't give him, a, you didn't, you, you fed him. The Bible says, the Bible talks about feeding, how Jesus fed the masses with a loaf of bread and some fish. Five loaves of bread and, and a couple, and fish. He broke it up and they all ate. I think it's five loaves. Might be wrong. But hey, it's just, you know, I'm metaphoric. But he gave him bread. He had bread and fish. He fed a massive amount of people. They ate. I mean, they weren't like full. I mean, they were still probably hungry. But he did feed them. I mean, he didn't feed them like a buffet or smorgasbord. He just gave them a, something to eat. He gave them something to eat. So that's what I'm talking about. So just pay it forward. It'll make you feel good. Actually, it'll make you feel good when you pay it forward like that. You don't have to give out cash. Children people hold no signs. Don't do that. If you if you got a bottle of water in your car and the person holding the sign, it's like, here, here's a bottle of water. They'll take it. Some won't. Because some of them will be like, nah, I'm good. Then you know right there. If he says, no, nah, I'm good, he doesn't want what you're giving him, then you know not to give him no money. Because that's not what he wants for. He wants the money for other means. So don't do that, all right? Hey, I appreciate you and everyone of y'all listening to my podcast. I just want to come in and give you a quick one, real quick. Say things. I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening. And to remember, today is your day to start your business. Today is your day to get into motivation. Motivate yourself. Start doing motivation yourself. Self begins with you, not no one else. You need to motivate yourself when others don't motivate you. Start doing it. And do your written manifestations. Do your verbals or your written. Choose which one you want to do. I just happened to go back. I went back to my place. I started digging and I started looking around and I found my notebook. I found an empty notebook. I'm about to do a written manifestation on that notebook. Yep. Because I know that works. I'm going to do a written one. I said I was going to do a verbal, but I'm going to do a written one first. Then I'm going to do a verbal. After I do the written one, I'm going to do a verbal. Because I need to do the written one for something that I need. Something that I really want. So I'm going to do that. And I follow this method. I'm going to go in depth on this in another podcast about everything about the written and stuff. And about, um, and about the, I got a book on prana, about chi, life force, the energy that we have in ourselves. I'm going to do a podcast on that. Really in I've, I always said I'm going to do the book on the 48 Laws of the Game by by, by, by Pimp and King. I got the book. I read the book. But I got to reread it. Because I, I read that book and I read something else. Then I read David Goggins' book. Can't hurt me. And so that kind of threw me a little bit off. So 
I'm gonna go back and reread it and we're gonna start talking about the laws and stuff like that. I'm gonna introduce that to the podcast and stuff. So, but I will say this. Thank you for listening. I, I, I wanna say y'all each and every one of y'all just put in the effort, work hard, get into beast mode, strive at what you're doing. Don't let no one discourage you. You are the creator of your own output. The universe, the the creator of the universe has a has a has an ATM, has a bank account just for you. The creator of the universe has a bank account just for you. The problem is you just don't have the pin number. And if you want that pin number so that you can access your money, you gotta put it out there in the universe. And you gotta get out there and work. Work hard. Alright? Talk to you later. Alright, this is DR Bell with I got your six podcast and Bravo Six Going Dark.